Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Today, I am so excited to bring to you a fantastic conversation with Deborah Engel. Deborah Engel is the author of a hot new book called Be the Light That You Are. And today we're going to talk a little bit about her book, her daily practice in, in mindfulness, and how you can be inspired by her work out in the world. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's so good to be here with you. Well, first of all, congratulations on the book. As an author myself, I know these things um, are a labor of love. So talk to us a little bit about um, your book and the process of the book. We're going to kind of shake up the show a little for our listeners. Instead of diving into what is mindfulness, I, I want to hear about the book. It's such an exciting thing to birth a new book. Right. Absolutely. And you do know this so well. Yeah, the book is brand new. And uh, it's, it really is exciting because it takes the spiritual principles that we talk about, that we teach, that we live, and it puts them into action. This book came into being a couple of years ago, or I at least started on it a couple of years ago, because some people in the classes, A Course in Miracles classes that I teach, were starting to ask more and more questions about oh, just situations in their lives with friends, family members, coworkers, where maybe they would get into a conflict situation or a disagreement with someone, or they would observe someone being bullied or just any kind of situation that made them feel uncomfortable. And they knew that they wanted to bring their best spiritual selves to that situation or to that relationship, but they weren't always sure just what that would look like or how to do it. So I thought, you know, what we need is a handbook, a guidebook, some kind of a practical guide that shows us how to take our spiritual principles and live them. So it's really like, you know, instead of just having a spiritual practice, it's practicing our spirituality, taking it out into the world every day. So the book covers 10 different principles, starting with the teaching that we are the light of the world and goes through the fact that we have two minds, seeing only love, fostering self-love, detaching with love, letting go of judgment, uh, goes all the way through 10 different principles. And in each one, in each chapter, there are at least three examples, everyday practical kinds of examples of the types of things we all experience, looking at those from the standpoint of how do we live them if we're thinking with our ego mind, 
our small limited mind, and how do we approach them if we rem remember and really live as the light that we are. So that by t the time you get through the whole book, you can see the cumulative effect of living your life every day, not starting from the place of fear, but starting from the light within you and how that changes everything. Well, Deborah, I love how you just dive, dive in with my question there. And I think uh, one of the things that I always like to, to pause on the show is um, we, we use a lot of sometimes jargon and words and um, you jumped in with the word spiritual principles. I, I have a definition of what that means and I'm sure you do too. Um, and you kind of laid out ton of them in your book. For those people who are new to this word spiritual, spiritual practice, spiritual principle, how do you break that down and make it a little less woo-woo? At least in my world, I get, oh, Holly, that's just so woo-woo. How, how do you help people get beyond the woo-woo factor? Right. Yeah, I love that. To me, spiritual really just means that we have we're going inside of ourselves we're looking at a connection to something greater than ourselves whatever people know that to be in their own life and what i love about that is that it is so personal you know for some people it's going to be um, a higher power a creator for some people it'll be the universe some, for some people it'll be their own intuition their own inner knowing and i think what's important when we talk about spirituality is knowing that it is very personal for each, each individual. So when I talk about spiritual practices or spiritual teachings, it's really the idea that, you know, things like um, the teaching that we are, we need to let go of judgment, not judge one another, that we need to forgive one another. Those to me are spiritual principles because they come from a place deep inside of us, but they're also our personal understanding and experience of those principles is going to be very personal, very individual. So that's what I mean. It's not woo-woo at all in my mind, and hopefully it doesn't sound that way to your listeners as well, because I think it's actually just a very practical roadmap. It's like, you know, what are the things that we can all kind of agree on that help us to live better lives, to be better people to ourselves and to one another, and to help make this world better? That's really what it all comes down to. So, um, as you may know, I have a private coaching practice and work with people um, on a one-on-one -on -one basis to discover this inner light within themselves. And one of the questions I get a lot is um, around this idea of religion versus spirituality. I'm Catholic, I'm Hindu, I'm Buddhist, I'm United Methodist, and whatever label it is that they've attached to their religious tradition. So I'm curious, as someone who's leaning in and teaching these principles, do you get that question and how do you address it with your clients? Sure, yeah, I do get that question. And I'm very careful in all of my books to always, typically it's in the introduction to the book, address that very question because to me, these, these teachings, these principles are absolutely universal. And it's not about what religious background you come from. It's really about who we are as human beings. How do we help and support each other? How do we be kind to one another? And so if you took the major world religions and looked at what do they have in common rather than what sets them apart, really what you'd find is that those basic tenets of being human and being with each other, being in relationship with each other on this planet, come down to those 
those basic things like kindness, forgiveness, respect, dignity, non-judgment, all of those kinds of things. So yeah, I honor all spiritual backgrounds, religious traditions. I think we need to, for me, have these conversations, um, you know, to honor the backgrounds that people come from, but know that this is really transcendent of any um, doctrine or dogma or denomination. And it really just goes to the heart of what it means to, to be a human being. Completely connect with what you're saying there. And I think it's, it's an exciting time to be on the planet with these tools. And you and I have the, the privilege and honor of being ambassadors to these principles and these practices and these tools. Um, a, a lot of practitioners in this work and certainly authors like yourself, we have a, a daily practice or things that we do that help us ground and root and grow in these things every day. Tell our listeners a little bit about what your practice is and, and how it nourishes your day. Sure. Yeah, usually what I try to do when I get up in the morning is before I even get out of bed, I will have a moment of gratitude, just being thankful for a new day, for looking ahead to what's coming that day. And as we all know, we all live busy lives. We live often stressful lives. So I find that just having that moment before I even put my feet on the bedroom floor and get out of bed really helps set the tone and to de-stress a little bit before I get engaged with what's to come. Then typically within the first 10 or 15 minutes of getting up, I will just go and sit in the living room. We've got a big picture window so I can look out the window and experience more gratitude, but also do some reading. For me, it varies. You know, it's whatever book really lifts me up at that particular moment. So, you know, I really encourage people to find a book or series of books that you can just open up in the morning, open to a page and find something that speaks to you for that day. Usually I will just really take in that message and then I'll do a little meditation or prayer for myself asking that I keep in mind that idea throughout the day and that I let it guide me. Um, and then throughout the day, I just try to check in from time to time. I find that a lot of my day is in conversation with, again, what some would call spiritual guidance, others might call intuition, but it's just that time of going within and letting go of all of the external noises, <laughs> voices, all of those things that we encounter every day and just finding a moment or two of peace inside. And then at the end of the day, taking time to sit, reflect back over the day, write down some of the things that I'm grateful for and really have another moment of gratitude before I go to sleep. It seems like those bookends of gratitude in the day do more than anything I know to set the tone and also just experience a great way to take yourself into sleep at night. You know, what better way than to feel grateful as you, you go into that restful time. You referenced earlier a book that I'm familiar with, but our, our listeners may not be familiar with, which is the book, A Course in Miracles. Um, I'd be curious if you could share just a little bit for people who are new, maybe what A Course in Miracles is. And then in addition to that, tell us what's the book you're working with right now that is your daily inspirational book? 
Well, A Course in Miracles is the one that I go back to consistently. I've been studying the course for more than 30 years. I know I'll be studying the course for the rest of my life, and I've been teaching classes in it for probably about 15 years or so, a little bit more. That's the one that I keep going back to, even though there will be others along the way, too, that I'll read. But with the course, what it's all about, it's this very dense teaching. Um, it's actually a set of three books all in one. There's a text that's 31 chapters long. There's a work, workbook of daily lessons or practices. And then there's a, what it's called a workbook for teachers, which is actually more explanation and clarification of what the rest of the book talks about. A Course in Miracles came into being back in the 1960s. And the premise of it, the basic teaching, is that we all have two minds. We have the fear-based ego mind. That's the part of us as human beings that always thinks we're not enough. You know, we're, no matter how hard we work, we're never gonna have enough success. We're never gonna have all the love that we want. Maybe we just don't matter. It's the part of us that can get so disheartened and disappointed sometimes and can be really hard on us too, whether it's in the workplace, at home, wherever. You know, I think we all have that experience of beating ourselves up, being hard on ourselves. That's the ego mind. But we also have this higher mind, this higher self, and that's the one that remembers that we are connected to and created by something greater than ourselves. So when we think with that higher mind, to me, that's the very basis of mindfulness, is to first be aware of which mind we're thinking with. And when we're thinking with that higher mind, with that light, and love that we are, we don't have to prove ourselves, we don't have to do anything to earn somebody's love, we don't have to go out there and strive and strain to be the best at anything. That part of us just knows that we deserve happiness, joy, love, because that's really what we are. So everything in A Course in Miracles revolves around that teaching and really helps us understand who and what we are as light, love, inspiration, well-being, prosperity, kindness, all of those things that are expressions of love and how to live from that place. Wow, thank you so much for that eloquent description. That, that um, for our listeners, if, if, if you're, you're ready to tackle sort of a, 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 new, a new book, A Course in Miracles, I've certainly read it and studied it. It is a little chunky. Um, but Deborah, you just did a, a beautiful job just making that that's so approachable. And if that book calls to you, I would in, invite you to grab it off the shelf and, and look into a, a course in your world. Um, my next question as a part of that was you said you have a daily practice and clearly you're engaged in some reading. Um, what are you reading right now? Well, um, let's see. This is a good question because I'm reading several books at once usually. Um, you know, there's one book that I keep going back to over and over and over again. It's by a woman named Glenda Green. And um, it is Love Without End. She wrote it back quite a number of years ago. I'm thinking maybe in the 1980s. And it's kind of like A Course in Miracles, one that I just will pick up some mornings, turn to a page, and whatever I land on will speak to me. Uh, I also, actually, I work with a lot of writers, helping mentor them as they finish their books. 
So I'm always reading manuscripts. I'm always reading books in process. And I find that even though those may not be part of my morning practice, throughout the day I'm constantly getting inspired by their work as well. And listeners, you can hear now why I'm so passionate about you getting access to Deborah's new book, Be the Light That You Are, because not all of us have the time to dive into these big, deep readings, but in Deborah's work, she's been able to condense these years of experience and expertise into a book of 10 principles and practices that will help you to live all of these things in your daily practice. So Deborah, you've talked certainly about gratitude and being a light in the world and reading. Um, what's one of those other 10 principles that people can look forward to when they pick up your book? Mm, the first one that comes to mind is redefining the problem. And I love this one <laughs> because we think that we have millions of problems in this world, right? And we could make a list of them. You know, we could spend days just listing all the problems that we have in this world or in our own lives. But the teaching of A Course in Miracles and the way that I put it in this book is to simplify everything. The Course says that really we only have one problem. The one problem that we have is that we think that we are separate from love and from light and from one another and from a higher power. And if we can just look at that one problem, then all of our other problems will actually be resolved so much more easily, so much better. So just as a really quick example, kind of a basic example, you know, let's say that you're struggling with money. Um, it's, you're having a hard time paying your bills. You just feel like there's not enough money coming in. And so you're ego mind, that part of you that feels bad about everything anyway, starts to really dwell on that and is scared, it's worried, it's anxious, and it doesn't know what to do. So it seems like a big, big problem, an often insurmountable problem. But what the Course teaches is that, okay, let's look at that from the idea that the only problem is that you think that you are separate from yourself, from others, from a higher power, when we remember that, then we can step back into that higher self, that higher mind, that part of us that remembers, oh, I don't have to go out and find abundance. I am abundance. I don't have to go out and find prosperity or well-being. I am those things. And when we step into that place, then we remember gratitude. We start to look at the, you know, what we have in our lives, not from a place of scarcity or lack, but from a place of abundance. And then all sorts of pathways can open up for us. Maybe then we can see, look at this. Maybe I've got some other job options that I didn't even know about. Maybe I'm excited about starting a side business that will bring in additional income. Maybe some new possibilities will show up. This can sound really woo-woo, but I will tell you just in the last week, um, a friend, client of mine, she's been in a position, just a really demanding job, that is wearing her out. And even though the money is good, it's just too depleting from an energy standpoint and taking up too much of her life. So she was really worried and anxious about what she was going to do. And once she remembered, oh yeah, there's only one problem. I'm feeling separate from myself. I've forgotten who I am. Once she stepped back into that place of remembering her inner power and strength as the love and light that she is, 
she had three job opportunities show up in one day. Now again, that can sound like magic. <laughs> it can sound like, oh, that would never happen for me. But this is what happens when we truly apply these principles. Amazing things open up for us when we remember who and what we really are. Oh, Deborah, thank you so much for those beautiful examples. Like, you know, I certainly have a lot of listeners that have had those experiences or maybe are in them now. And it's such a gift to know that you are out there and that this book is out there as a resource for them. And if, as Deborah says, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure, grabbing a book, like be the light that you are and trying it. Don't just take Deborah's word for it, but go out there and try these principles and let them show up uniquely in the way they are supposed to show up in your life. That's where mindfulness really matters. So Deborah, we want to make sure that people know how and where to find you and where to find the book. So help us know how to get to you. Sure. Okay. My website is DebraEngel.com, and that's D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com. And the book is available at all different booksellers, so online or at your local bookstores, you'll be able to find it. Wonderful. And I do invite people to come to the website just because I offer some free teleclasses, lots of events. There's always a lot going on there. So come and check it out. Well, thank you so much for bringing your light to the show and helping us to be better light workers out in the world. We hope that you will consider coming back again in the future. And remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.